recently, I was uh, I was reminiscing again about our wedding, and um, I was thinking about all the ways that we we kind of personalised our own wedding ceremony and, and made it unique. Now, I think going back a few years, we might have been slightly ahead of the curve choosing a celebrant-led ceremony, so we're leading the charge there. Um, not as popular as they are now. Um, and we had, we were, we were, we were fortunate enough to have the option of a humanist ceremony because we got married in Scotland. Um, which meant that we obviously we could have the legals, um, tied in with the actual ceremony itself. But the, one of the key things for us was we had a, we had a, we chose a really beautiful venue. It had stunning gardens and we thought, you know, wouldn't it be special and unique if we could just have that wonderful kind of country garden, sun shining down, floral archway, beautiful setting. And uh, of course, you know what's coming next. It rained. So that was uh, that was kind of just dashed against the bricks. You know, it's over, guys. That's that's not going to happen. But the fantastic thing was because we had worked with our celebrant to personalize our ceremony, it was so easy to pick it up and take it and transplant it and put it inside. Um, so we had the whole thing run like clockwork as we planned. It was inside instead of outside. And once it kicked off, it really wasn't, we just got lost in the moment. You know, the emotion of the event just took over. It wasn't a big issue. Uh, but the key thing there is that um, humanism aside, which is a different rule for Scotland than it is for England and Wales, obviously. Uh, but humanism aside, the celebrant-led ceremony is is magic because... Like I said, we had planned the garden wedding. And if the sun had been shining, that would have been okay. And so one of the best ways to personalize a wedding ceremony, in, from our perspective, is to go with a celebrant-led ceremony because you can literally hold it anywhere. And I'm sure, you know, Yvonne will sort of uh, attest to this, that you can pick some absolutely incredible locations. And if if there's something out there that is absolutely you as a couple – then a celebrant-led ceremony is going to let you go and do it in the location that best suits your personality and your style and your dreams and your hopes and your vision. Um, so, that, so, you know, that's a fantastic, fantastic way to personalize your ceremony. And I'll also just throw in that, um, sadly, we didn't know Mark at the time, but we did have our rings handmade, uh, bespoke. So um, Rachel did have a ring that fit around her engagement ring. Um, so again, we brought a little bit of, of the sort of personalization to, to the event with that. And we also did have a master of ceremonies and we found him incredibly useful. Sadly, again, we didn't know Tim at the time, but we did have a master of ceremonies and he was absolutely integral to our, to our ceremony because he was running around organizing everything without us having to ask or say or do. And just knowing that there was someone pulling the strings during the during the event, getting Rachel um, sorted out to come down the stairs on time, fantastic, absolutely flawless. So those are, funnily enough, I mean, this group of people here are all amazing ways um, to personalise your wedding ceremony. So um, yeah, that's that's my little bit, guys. What what have you been thinking about this hot topic? Yeah, I've got I've got three quick ones. Shall I go uh, first? Oh, sorry, Ivan. I think Tim's jumped in there. Just. I've got three quick ones that come straight to mind around civil ceremonies, which are very common in venues. And, and as a Toastmaster, I've been involved in, in quite a number of those. There's the entrance of the, the bride, the bridal party, that, that they're all very different, particularly if you've got youngsters involved that can 
add a little bit of um, how's it going to go, but it normally works beautifully. There's the music. I think live music makes a big difference. And and, and then the third one is, is are the readings. Um, and very interesting, very different readings people bring uh, to, to those events. So those are the three that I would uh, have noticed. It's nice that you bring those up, actually, Tim, because I had my niece, oh, we had our niece, um, do the whole Here Comes the Bride with a flag. She was a flag bearer. So, um, I mean, that was, a re- that was a really kind of cute element. Um, the music, we didn't have live music, um, but being a massive music nut, I did arrange all the music for the ceremony. So I gave, I gave the sound guys a, a playlist. I was like, this is the music for, for Rachel coming in, and this is the music for the signing, and we had a big, long list. Um, so, yeah, those are very, very good. Those are very, very good points. I think, Yvonne, you can go now. Oh, right. OK. There was just um, a moment there. Um, I was just thinking about some of my more unusual ceremonies and how people have personalised those. And the one that always comes to mind was one of the early ones that I did, which was in for a couple of were um, animal welfare lovers. And so they loved animals and they wanted animals to be part of their wedding. And they found Huglet's Animal Sanctuary in East, which was run by Wendra uh, Helpers. They uh, heard a natural over 30 years together, a herd of cows and bulls. And they introduced me the week before the wedding ceremony to all of these individual animals and told me their story and how and how they care for them. And on the day, I was in a field, 30 cows and bulls behind me. As I started speaking to the guests, they, being very nosy animals, came up behind me. And there is a picture of the wedding ceremony and how one of the cows decided to have my dress. <laughs> as I was speaking. So that, that was probably um, the most and also one of the most memorable because for Jenny and Mark, their wedding day was all about sharing animals and they'd both written poems instead of readings that they read out to each other. Family and friends helped to feed the animals afterwards. We were given ginger nuts which apparently are a great favourite of cows and bulls and um, carrots to give to them. So and then that was followed by a a beautiful vegan um, wedding breakfast. From point of view, it couldn't have been more about this couple. And that's what I encourage my couples to do. Their values and beliefs are and their lifestyle and make sure that they they include all the little and the big things that they really want to have included. And that would be the locations, the meaning, the rituals, the people that they want to ask to come up and help them. Many people are very proud to be part of your wedding ceremony. And I think that um, there are no rules for a led ceremony. So virtually anybody has to to do something idea yeah yeah very very true so um what do you think mark uh yeah well um tim and Yvonne have touched on a couple of things that i've got listed down 
Um, I say I'm not at a ceremony. Um, I see the couples normally uh, before they get married. Um, there is a bit of a trend at the moment. Um, I'm getting couples coming to make their wedding rings after they've got married, but that's um, uh, a bit a bit different, a bit new for me. Um, for me, um, how couples can do it is okay. What I offer is make each other's wedding rings. Um, even if they don't, um, if they go and buy uh, wedding rings, um, they can personalise those. They can have the inside engraved. Um, and um, that's done a lot. Um, and it can be anything. Um, normally, uh, well, one of the trends is they have each other's initials um, and then the date of the wedding. But I've had couples do... Um, a part of their favourite song, um, a, a, a bit of a line of poetry. So, and the couples know that it's there. No one else does because once the rings are on, um, they don't take them off. Um, so, yeah, so that's one way that they can personalise uh, the, 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 the rings. Uh, the ceremony, let's say I'm not there, I don't have a, an input to that, but my own thoughts were was sort of like... Um, as Tim said about the vows and the celebrant, uh, Yvonne, is they um, could write their own vows, okay, um, poetry, um, make their own wedding invitations. I suppose that's, okay, I know. if they're crafty, um, if they want to do, um, like, something at home in the evenings, okay, um, they can make things for the day. And if they're really good, make something for the wedding day, like, a waistcoat, um, even the flowers. So there, there are sort of lots of ways that couples can have an input to um, their day that makes it their own. Um, and as sort of I say, um, all of us here who uh, are in the wedding services, okay, we're here to help the couples, the clients. Um, and I have a request, I do it, okay. And I presume Yvonne and Tim do the same thing. That if a couple come to them and want a particular thing for their day and that's the thing it's their day it's not mine it's nobody else's it's their day and they want something i do my utmost to sort of like help them um get what they want uh, because i say it is a big day um and they want it to be memorable for the right reason so um yeah so that's my little input onto some of the things that they they they, they could do fantastic um, now that we're actually talking about it, a couple more things spring to mind, actually. Um, I remember that throughout our very, very illustrious career filming weddings, we saw, as you can imagine, just about everything, anything going, we'd seen it somewhere. And I kind of tried to, um, I tried to incorporate as much of it as I possibly could. And I thought, I'm going to have a crack at writing a poem. I'm <laughs> going to have a crack at writing a song. Um, and so I actually asked my sister, will you sing this song if I write it? And she said, yes, I'm terribly nervous, but I'll give it a go. Um, so that was written for Rachel, which um, obviously was was a kind of a personal gift from me, I suppose, an effort. Um, it was OK. Um, and the poem I gave to my mum to read out because I knew that she would be kind of proud as punch to take this poem that her son had written very, very average poetry, I might add, but the, but because I had written it, she was so proud to stand up there and deliver it. And I think when you when you just think slightly outside the box and you think, you know, who who can I give something a little bit more personal to to do this? Then they they're going to feel so um, 
you know, energized and proud to be there for you. And that, that's another way of, of just really making it yours. Um, and again, you know, not, not to sort of wax lyrical about it, but celebrant led ceremony, that's going to allow you to do that. So, um, that's a, that's a fantastic, fantastic way of incorporating your family and friends. I've had someone, um, have a, a dog have uh, a little bag with the rings in it. So their pet dog came down the aisle for, for them. So that was sort of like they even included their pet. So, um, I think that was a, um, a nice touch. Uh, it's not something you see, um, every day, <laughs> but, or maybe you do now, but, uh, back in my day when, um, uh, we got married, it was like, uh, everything was more regimented. Sure. It, that's the right word. Uh, it was okay. Okay. Um, Registry office, if that was it, okay, you went there. Um, church, it was the vicar. Uh, so it was a bit more, you didn't have um, the freedom. It seems that nowadays couples have um, more freedom to, say, personalise their ceremony. Back in, say, okay, I've been married for sort of like 34 years, okay, it wasn't done. It was, okay, you had the wedding, most probably, like your parents most probably had. Um, so, Nowadays, I think they say the couples can really make their own mark, make their own uh, day of it. Okay. That's special to them. So, um, yeah. So that's what, okay. Looking back to, to now, um, I think it's great that these, these couples can say personalize their own day. Yeah. And, and I celebrated 34 years of marriage this year and my, uh, my wedding was organized by my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, wow. But that's, that's the way it was. And, and what I noticed today is a huge variety of, uh, of types of uh, arrangements of weddings you can have, which is great. But uh, you, you still have to, a lot of weddings have to cater for families and all the generations. And so it's a balance between uh, having the, the you know, some some tradition, some formality and new stuff. And that's where I find I, I'm trying to be as most helpful as I can. I can bring helpful hopefully bring that balance. That's brilliant. I think um the other thing that Rachel and I were very, very, very keen on doing is because kind of our our heart belongs half in Scotland and half in Yorkshire. We're kind of like, you know, torn between the two really and um, we wanted to take Yorkshire to Scotland somehow and at that time Yvonne's probably heard of it the Peace Hall in Halifax um, was closing down and yes. it is the, yeah. the Europe's largest um, old cloth uh, selling place it's it's enormous and it's full of little shops and they were little boutique shops and it was closing down for refurb and there's a very, very old bookstore in there. So Rachel and I went in and bought up as many interesting kind of old books as we could find because we thought we would, we would put books on the tables as part of our decorations because reading is, is, is one of our things. Um, and we found this book called, it was called Old Yorkshire Songs. And in it was, um, was a, was a very, very old, old Yorkshire song written in the Yorkshire dialect. So you couldn't understand half of it. Um, but we thought it was fantastic and it was called, we went a courting to the neat. Um, yeah, I went, I went, I went out on a date the other night. Um, so we thought, you know, this is really funny, uh, and it's Yorkshire and we love it. And my brother is a bit of a character. He's, he loves to, he loves performance. And so we thought if we give this to Matthew, you know, w what's he going to do with it? So I sent it to him. He lives in Australia. Uh, so I sent it to him and I said, Matthew, you know, 
can you read this at our wedding? And he said, yeah, sure, leave it with me. And he turned up with the entire song in his head. So he didn't have any paper to read it from. And he just delivered it in pure Yorkshire dialect from his, just from the top of his head. The video, actually, the video is up on Wedding Espresso. So if you actually look for the blog post under J&R Stories, which is I went to court and tell them they eat, then you will find uh, you'll find Matthew's rendition of that Yorkshire song. And it is it is something to see. So, um, yeah, that's uh, another another way. I think places um, matter to people as well. And I think if you yeah. can bring, you know, the, the places that are important to you and incorporate them in your ceremony, that can be that can be huge. People are very proud of where they're from. Yes. It, it springs to mind a, a question about personalizing events, which is really a question for Yvonne related to multilingual events. I, I have experience of being involved with Franco uh, English type events where actually the, the, there's been both languages at play and with with that s skill of being able to speak both I, I found I've been very helpful and it's been much appreciated but I notice Yvonne you you, you do German uh, and, and other languages like that what's your experience yes. of, of using those and how people have specialized events Well, it, it's really interesting because I moved to Germany a year ago with my husband's job and the native German, I hadn't spoken the language for 50 years. So I had the basics and the grammar and I could speak in conversation and get around the shops and, you know, all the technical things you have to learn, opening a bank account and everything. And you, um, it, I was actually developing my language quickly enough to offer bilingual ceremonies to change social media and web. And hey, presto, of me changing my website to bilingual, I had two and seven bilingual ceremonies. You know, it's, it represents about a third of the ceremonies that I and because I think people meet each other in different places nowadays and quite often want to hold a ceremony that actually respects and honours their heritage and their background and language is sometimes part of that and so I do know Spanish Italian celebrants who work in both languages um there's also a request for greek and for russian and for portuguese languages i've had my ceremonies translated into uh, to mandarin um and i think that you know being bilingual or trilingual now is a real um, skill set to have and to offer to a couple and their family. It makes their ceremony so much more inclusive to the generations that are there because obviously in Germany now the younger generation all speak English perfectly, probably better than I do. I've got a bit of your. <laughs> um, but the older generations and where I live now in, in Potsdam, which is the old east part of Germany, 
people of my age don't speak English very well and they struggle with that. And so, yes, it's not having to have a ceremony where everyone feels included. And my ceremonies that are bilingual that I've experienced have only a welcome or introduction in the language um, all the way through to complete translation of every word, which has been obviously sometimes makes the ceremony a bit longer. But it's a it's a lovely surprise for those guests who were just expecting to hear it all in English. As soon as they heard me start to welcome, it was like, <laughs> this is so awesome. And it is for me, too. It makes me feel very proud. The groom or the groom, whoever, whichever type of couple it is, is, um, is German and English. Um, my friend. French isn't good enough to um, to be able to offer that, but I know plenty of celebrants now who are using their language skills, haven't maybe used for years. And uh, one of my friend's celebrants is Dutch, and she's been using her in Holland and in England. And we get to truth. So um, something that we're open to we're open to traveling to have hold the ceremony is most meaningful to the couple and that could be for me now that's england austria and germany in europe there's um there's certainly room in the market for an old there's, um, there's certainly room in the market should anybody should anybody find a copy of that book that we've got? Should anybody, should anybody find a copy of that book that we've got? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. That. Um, that was that was great. Lots of great information shared there. Lots of good ideas.